Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 11th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Feeling pretty great, actually. I'm in a good mood. I'm realizing that, you know what? Maybe we did have a good summer. And I'll, I'll get into some reasons why. Uh, let's see here. For starters, I was able to get, uh, look at my weight again, look that up, check that out, see what the weigh-in check was going to be this week. And it turns out we've lost six more pounds. I'm very happy. I'm very pleased with myself. Uh, very thankful to see some positive movement on the scale. That is something that in my life, in my line of work, is very rare. <laughs> so I'm very pleased with myself. I'm I'm taking positive stock in the summer and really like saying like look I saw myself at like 280 and pushing that going past that and I'm like I gotta do something like 280 was my limit like I couldn't go beyond that I was supposed to my last limit was 270 I you know I was trying to stay away from my old weight which is the 280 and um you know we've just been working hard and I'm happy to say that now yeah I'm at like 264 262 maybe less but naked you know so <laughs> we'll take it i'm so i'm just very happy for myself and giving myself a pat on the back um so yeah that, that's like the good news we're starting off with that and um food corner uh for yesterday was actually pretty yummy uh very random almost like scran like i made some white chicken chili and then i had like two sides along with it. I had some nachos and then I had some mini corn dogs on the side. So I got a little appy crazy, a little appy with it. And it was pretty yummy. Um, I, I was a little bummed because like the kind of the reason for it was I was like, I need to eat these chips and I need to eat this chili because they've just been sitting. And uh, so yeah, the chips were a little stale, but I felt like, you know, with the chili and the cheese, you know, nacho cheese, it was good. It worked out. So overall, I was pleased with my little Sunday scran-like meal. And um, yeah, enough about me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my, my typical little startup, and then we'll get into some news. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we've got a little bit of good news. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, not yet, but we got we to get to it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <sighs> Deep breaths. <laughs> From the Associated Press, a drone attack on an open market has killed at least 43 people in Sudan as rival troops battle. So yes, we are once again back in Sudan doing a little bit of coverage. A drone attack on Sunday on an open market south of Sudan's capital Khartoum killed at least 43 people Activists and a medical group said, as the military and a powerful rival paramilitary group, or the RSF, um, battle for control of the country. More than 55 people were wounded in the attack in Khartoum's May, May neighborhood, yeah, okay, uh, where paramilitary forces battling the military were heavily deployed. 
the Sudan's doctor's union said in a statement, the casualties were taken to Brashear University Hospital. Now, both sides are saying here, the other guys did it. Um, from what I'm kind of gathering, though, I believe that the presence in this area was supposedly like a lot of RSF members. So maybe if I'm putting, you know, my little skeptical, you know, armchair guy hat on, I'm going to assume that it was the military, though they're saying like we would never attack our civilians. Um, but of course, you, you say that and maybe in earnest, but you also know that like with the RSF, they kind of have this ability to be like, yes, we are fighting an organized force here. But they have this ability to just take off their uniforms and just blend in. And then what? Then what are we going to do? And if you feel like, hey, we have, we know the numbers here. We know there's a presence here. We should just hit it and, um, you know, kind of, you know, make a statement, show force, what have you. Um, it was initially described as like this explosive weapons. Uh, but now it seems like, you know, with the update, it does seem like it's drones that were involved in this. So, you know, that, that was a development Weirdly, a little bit of cross-sectioning here. I was listening to some Dark Side, uh, Darknet Diaries, I'm sorry. Um, it's a really cool podcast on, like, tech stuff, cyber hacking, and things of that nature. And, like, weirdly, Sedan got a mention there because um, there was this guy who, I, I would say he's peddling, you know, this service. Essentially, um, it's a service that you can use to, like, surveil people. And um, I was like, oh, damn, that's some really powerful-ass shit. And essentially, this guy who was, um, I believe, uh, initially from Israel, uh, he had kind of taken, taken his business abroad and was just kind of working with a bunch of people. And, and one of the places he had went to that they covered was Sudan, and he actually, you know, doled out in this, you know, technology. So I was like, okay, a little bit here. I bring something to talk about on my own podcast, you know? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that's more or less the update there in Sudan. Let's go ahead and move along. Uh, again from the Associated Press, U.S. moves to advance prisoner swap deal with Iran and uh, release $6 billion in Iranian funds. The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen, excuse me, in frozen Iranian money from South Korea to Qatar without fear of U.S. sanctions. In addition, as part of the deal, the administration has agreed to release five Iranian citizens held in the United States. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed off on the sanctions waivers last week, a month after U.S. and Iranian officials said the, an agreement and principle was in place. Um, so yeah, this is something we've kind of covered before. Uh, I was initially kind of shaking on it. I'm like, did I do this already? And it's like, I'm like, no, and yes. Like, like yes, we have covered it, but this is an update because now we're getting like actual numbers and things like that. So, you know, hearing that it's $6 billion that is going to be uh, liquidated and given to the given to Iran, you know, is, is a number, you know, um, still the same people who have their names withheld are withheld. But um, yes, the sanction waivers applies to banks and other financial institutions in South Korea, Germany, Ireland, uh, Qatar, and Switzerland. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, just an update on this. It's, it's big news. Um, I do think it is good news. Obviously, it's people getting freed up and things of that nature. But uh, ever since I really started this podcast and um, 
you know, it's been doing my coverage for like what now? It's been like three years, something like that. Something that's just really, uh, it's, a, it's an irksome thing. It just really upsets me is the idea of sanctions. Like, I, I get what they're supposed to be doing. I get their use. But it just seems like time and time again, they only gump the works. And, and, and you just, you actually force a country to innovate. Like, that's all you're doing. It's not like you're actually doing anything uh, effective. You're not changing behavior with sanctions. And then you only look like a fucking clown when you have to do things like, oh, I guess we'll just make these waivers so that we can actually, like, do business, interact, and, like, actually save some people. <laughs> you know, it's just annoying. I find it to be very frustrating. Um, but that being said, this is a, a good silver lining. It is a good, good news. So, you know, we love to celebrate that and glad that people are going to be able to go home and get off a of house arrest, things of that nature, you know, all the above. Um, so, Yeah. Um, and, I, and we got some more good news, actually. You know, I'm, I'm clocking in with some goodies today. Uh, from The Independent. Luis Rubiales resigns as Spanish FA president after kissing player at Women's Cup final. So my man finally gave up the ghost. He just finally said, you know what? I, I'm done. <laughs> you know what? You can have it. Uh, so yeah, Luis Rubiales has resigned as president of the Spanish FA after kissing midfielder Ginny Hermoso on the lips following Spain's victory in the Women's World Cup final. Rubiales was asked by the Spanish Football Federation to step down and Hermoso, who insisted the kiss was not consensual, filed a complaint to the National Prosecutor's Office last Tuesday. Uh, he did do an interview... And um, I'll go ahead and read that. So, yeah, he, we had talked about this before. Um, post the kiss, he said he was going to resign, didn't resign. Uh, then he had to be suspended after, you know, the players, you know, rose up. Um, some casualties was like Jorge Vidal, someone who was already kind of on the chopping block and then was clapping at his fucking, you know, resignation slash not resignation. And uh, so he took the hit, too. You know, he's been replaced already uh, by uh, the coach. I only remember her last name. I'm sorry. I think it's Maritza Tome, but um, former player. Also reading this article, I didn't know that Luis Rubiales was a player himself. Maybe not on the team. I don't know, but whatever. Anyway, let's get to his interview with Piers Morgan, Uncensored, who I, I do actually have some two cents on Piers Morgan, too, I wanted to actually talk about. Uh, my resignation? Yes, I'm going to. I cannot continue my work. Uh, let's see. Let's read some more. I love my daughters so much, and they love me so much. I'm very happy and proud of them. My father, my daughters, I spoke with them. They know it's not a question about me. They say to me, Luis, now you have to focus on your dignity and continue your life because you will do damage to people you love. When someone is not thinking about only him themselves, because I had, because I had to in these few weeks, it's not only a question of me, I can't, it can affect third parties. It's important, it, it's very important. The situation now, it's the thing I have to do. Uh, okay, yeah, what a martyr. What a fucking martyr. Like, yeah, uh, dude, like, I, I could say, I don't want to get too crass about this. Fuck this guy. He's a fucking loser. Like, at the end of the day, this would have been so much easier for everyone involved had you just stuck to the fucking script like you said and just resigned but instead he's like no no no, i didn't do anything wrong nah fuck that and then he tried to rewrite history and not to mention i'm not letting the fucking federation off the fucking hook here they tried to do their best to get hermoso to 
change her story, to come out and say, no, it was consensual. It's fine. It's okay. They were giving her pressure from the jump. They were trying to also rewrite history so they could keep Rubiales. So at the end of the day, public pressure mounted and mounted and mounted. And finally, this dude realized and the Federation realized they were out of options. So heads started rolling. And that's where we are now. And I'm glad this motherfucker is gone. But back to Piers Morgan, because I, I did mention him. I do think it's funny because Pierce Morgan is a huge fucking piece of shit and, you know, he's he has his little show and I feel like, what was it, post like the Meghan Markle bullshit where he was like harassing her and then like it, it got blown up and, um, you know, egged all over his face. His new arc is like, I'm going to find the worst people that are just trending on social media that are this big talk and news right now and i'm gonna interview them i'm gonna like sit down with them and i'm gonna let them have their their piece and i'm gonna maybe take a couple jabs at them and like maybe this will help me in the long run uh like i've seen him do the andrew tate i've seen him i can't remember all the mother- toxic motherfuckers he's he's interviewed but essentially if you're a shitbag and, and you're like an international level he'll probably talk to you <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, to me, I still think Pierce Morgan's a piece of shit, but, um, I mean, yeah, it is interesting to see these motherfuckers come up and, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, so yeah, I am glad that this guy's gone. You know, at the end of the day, um, it's a shame that it took all of this to really make some change, see some change. Um, but, um, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen in terms of, uh, the prosecution process, like the legal ends of this. But, I mean, hey, um, like I said, this is good news. This is a plus, so I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, all right, and then we have some more news. One more thing to cover. Uh, we're going to go to the States. We're talking business, business for the businessmen or business newsies, what have you. Um, I'm going to take my little last break, and then we'll get into it. All right. Uh, from Reuters, J.M. Smucker to buy Twinkie, Twinkies maker Hostess Brands in $5.6 billion deal. All right. So let's get into the jelly. Let's get into the jam. J.M. Smucker on Monday agreed to buy Twinkies maker Hostess Brands. Also, I love their stock uh, name. It's TWNK.O, Twinko. <laughs> for for 5.6 billion dollars including debt in the deal in a deal that unites two american snack makers the deal was worth 4.6 billion dollars excluding debt with jiff peanut butter maker smucker paying hostess shareholders 34 34.25 um or 34.25 per share i don't know i can talk i swear the cash and stock offer represents a premium of 54% on the stock since the day Reuters reported the company was exploring a sale. Now, essentially, this spells out to be a big gamble by J.M. Smucker. Uh, Twinkies has, or I'm, I shouldn't say Twinkies, Hostess has kind of weeble wobbled. They've gone up, they've gone down, they've been all around. 
but they were on the up, I believe, since like post-pandemic because they've been raising the price on their items. Um, but despite the two bankruptcies, you know, they've been something that's been selling. It's been something of a commodity because a lot of people want snacks. Like when it comes to America, a place that is sadly filled with food deserts, something like snacks become like a commodity. Like there's no like, like it, it just, it's it's a boosted kind of worth. Like the, the little ding-dongs and ho-hos you can eat. Granted, they're terrible for you. They're not good. But there's something that people are going to pack for lunches for their kids, even for themselves. Um, you know, I've had a Twinkie era. You know, I pack a little bit of extra. Like I said, I'm trying to scale down. Now it's just a little baggie of chips and a NAS. But um, yeah, this is something that potentially could have a good high-end yield for uh, Smucker. There were other companies that were interested. There was PepsiCo. There was uh, Mondelez International, which I believe is like the owner of like Oreos. They were definitely interested, but um, it was essentially Smuckers that was able to secure the deal at the price, which, like I said, is pretty steep. Uh, another thing to talk about is Campbell Soup's, uh, what is it? Yeah, Campbell Soup's recent acquisition of Rouse sauce maker Savos Brands uh, represented an adjusted EBITDA multiple of 14.6 times, including run savings, and 19.8 times excluding those. The food and tobacco sector currently trades at 14.4 projected 12-month uh, uh, EBITDA on average. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's a deal. It happened. <laughs> it's, it's something that they, they put in this article, so I figured I'd relay as well. They asked them like what they thought about the deal, the Smucker's hostess deal. We can't say we love this transaction from SJM, that's Smucker's, uh, perspective. First, the price is high. We are very surprised that SJM or anyone is paying this amount. Um, so yeah, uh, or that was from, I'm sorry, that was from J JPM Morgan Analysts. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're surprised about the deal. Everyone's kind of shocked. But um, essentially, this was good news for Hostess and their stock. Bad news, kind of, for Smuckers currently. They kind of took a little bit of a dive. But we'll see over time if it pays out. Uh, we'll see if this is a sweet deal or not. But yeah, that's all I have for today. That's the episode. If you'd like to support the effort, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com, so Isaiah News. You do become a newsy. I shout you out at the top of the month. I say your name. I holler out a project you're on. Things like that. Things of that nature. And uh, I do have a free way to hit me up. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Let's see. I'm on all the socials. The Facebook. The uh, X. Formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I'm on all that. Uh, the most important thing, though, if you could follow me on YouTube, subscribe there. That means the most. Uh, but, you know, obviously follow, subscribe, all those kind of things. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.